All right, all right, all right. Happy hump day, everybody. It is Wednesday, March 29th, and it is another monologue episode of Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. Mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying um, giving you guys these shorter little little almost like spoon feeding inspirational messages around the topic at hand. And I really love podcasting and the ability to go with the flow, go with the, the seasons of life, go also with what I'm seeing happening for my clients, knowing that it may also be happening for you, happening in this collective space. So this is the third to the last day of my addictive behavior challenge. And this challenge has been going um, since actually the beginning of Lent. Um, so maybe if you're still observing, uh, if you observe Lent and you gave up sugar or you gave up something um, for the season. And again, I know there's a lot of spiritual reasons for this and I, I respect all paths and perspectives. Okay. I just want to first of all, make that clear. The tricky part though about abstinence and about giving things up is you're not really getting to the root cause of why did you reach for that sugar? Why did you maybe gain 15 pounds since Halloween? Cause that's the traditional average. I've been in the weight loss industry um, almost two decades in either a part-time form, full-time as a personal trainer, boot camps, kitchen cleanouts, detoxes, cleanses, fasting. <laughs> I've experimented all of it. I've studied all of it. And then I've coached over 10,000 people on all of it. And so there's, there's three myths I want to review with you today around weight loss. And it does, it does kind of go along with what I just talked about, the abstinence model, not always working. I'm not going to say absolute that it never works because I do know uh, that sometimes people quit smoking cold turkey, for example, and then they never go back. And that's okay. Um, the other part of abstinence and quitting cold turkey and thinking, well, I'm just not going to eat this food ever again, or I'm not going to drink this drink ever again, or I'm not going to do that behavior pattern ever again is, is you can easily transfer the habit because the urge, the reason for having that food, emotional eating, that drink, binge drinking, that was my biggest thing. Um, or even just um, distracting yourself, keeping yourself busy so you don't feel the urge or the anxiety or the desire. A lot of us have been shut down from our desires in life by society, by parents, <coughs> excuse me, by partners. So it can really start to build up. It can become what I call emotional baggage right? You also have trauma from childhood, maybe even in utero, life events, divorce, death, all of these things, right? Competing for our headspace, competing for our emotions. And we are spiritual beings having a human experience, I believe for a reason <coughs> is to ultimately heal, to not just say no, and push our desire away, but say yes to listening to what is going on inside of us. What is trying to desperately get your attention? That craving, that desire for sugar, that desire for alcohol in my case. There was a reason. 
And just giving it up for Lent or just saying no again, I would say doesn't work for 90% of us as a lifestyle. I believe once you get to the root of it, once you heal it, once you hold yourself through it and love yourself through it, that's where the magic is. It's a mental, physical, spiritual cleanse that I really have found is the key. So I'm going to run through these weight loss myths, also cleansing myths, because spring cleanse, spring cleaning. Maybe uh, you're wanting to lose that weight, that extra baggage, that extra winter coat, <laughs> as we used to say in Minnesota, that you're wearing, that you're like, oh, I did it again. I gained the winter weight back. Well, I was there three years ago when I realized, oh my gosh, I have 30 pounds excess weight from all of this stagnation, all of this, um, you know, not exercising, all of this drinking three to four bottles of wine a week, right? Also, all of this busyness that was spiking my cortisol, bringing imbalance into my body. So I wasn't able to ever be calm. I was always moving, always doing. So I bring all of that up as we go into these three myths because it's a foundation for helping you have that mental, physical, spiritual shift. Because weight loss and cleansing is not meant to be only physical. I saw thousands of people yo-yo diet, roller coaster, up and down with food, up and down with their weight. And what I've learned in that 23 years and my own personal weight loss journey and cleansing journey that it's got to be all three, mental, physical, and spiritual. So myth number one, weight loss with cleansing products or food is permanent. That's myth number one. People think they do a cleanse or a weight loss program and that's all they need to do. Well, oftentimes cleanses uh, that are focused on food or, or certain products, supplements maybe, or even fasting. There's a huge craze around intermittent fasting. People are using these foods or these fasting products and they're not part of their everyday life, right? So it might even be an extreme shift. Some people can start a cleanse or a detox and they're like barely limping into the finish line because <laughs> it was too big of a shift, right? Or you're committed, you're all in. And once the cleanse and detox is over, you might go back to whatever the regular diet, food, nutrition plan protocol that you were doing. Going back to the old foods, the old choices and behaviors. And oftentimes there's not just one, there's probably several. So the cleansing effects aren't permanent. They won't stick. It's what happens next, and again, mental, physically, spiritually, that is going to determine if that weight loss is permanent. Myth number two, I've already said this, but let's talk about it. Weight loss is only physical. Therefore, calorie counting, fasting, or no working out is all that is needed. So if you only focus on calorie counting, working out, fasting, maybe some kind of diet like keto or Atkins, 
it's not going to stick. It's not going to be enough because wherever you go, there you are. When I was living in Minnesota, my weight had already started gaining because I wasn't working out. I was drinking lots of alcohol, which was an emotional response, an unconscious response that was deeply rooted in wounds or traumas of my past that was also deeply spiritual, right? So whenever I was triggered, the emotional pain body, the unconscious behaviors and patterns came back. And I took actions that weren't in alignment, staying busy, scrolling on social media, so on and so forth, right? Same thing if you're an emotional eater. Um, if you tend to be overdoing things and not resting, not meditating, not taking care of yourself, right? Those behaviors become patterns over time. They didn't happen overnight for me. I would say it was probably around 2015 when I really started having emotional trauma responses and trigger responses and reaching for alcohol. The weight showed up in 2017. By then, I was overdoing a lot of things, not just one behavior or pattern. So until I got to the root causes, peeling back the layers of the onion mentally with my unconscious mind, also known as subconscious, as well as the emotional pain body that's included in the unconscious, and then got to pulling the roots out of the tree or the weeds that had been suffocating my ability to come from true choice, I was even dieting. I, even knowing better, was trying diets and it didn't work. It didn't work. Especially when I was taxing my neurotransmitters, hormones were out of balance, my organs were taxed, my liver, my kidneys, my adrenals. It just was weighing me down emotionally. And then of course, literally, the physical is actually the last place it shows up. The physical is actually the last place it shows up. It wasn't the first place. So if you only focus on the physical, the working out, the food, the nutrition, without supplementing with the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, because that's where it all started. If you don't include all of that, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, then you're going to yo-yo. You're going to gain more weight back than you lost potentially, right? That's myth number two. Myth number three is, well, why don't I just do one cleanse per quarter? Um, that'll be good. That'll help me, you know, again, white knuckle through <laughs> potentially the abstinence model. And I could do that. That's, 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 that's easier. Maybe even in theory, less expensive, right, Lois? Well, I've done that. Okay. And again, it backfired on me. And I've also seen it backfire on thousands of people. And I'm even, I'm an Ironman triathlete. I'm a Virgo, double Virgo. So if you know anything about Virgos, we're very disciplined, very committed, perfectionist type people, right? So what I learned was I got to pick and choose. I got to find things that helped my mental, spiritual, emotional, and physical. Breath work, for example, coupling that with helping me choose better foods, 
helping me with Kundalini yoga, be more in alignment with my chakras so that I wasn't making unconscious choices to drink a whole bottle of wine in one night. Right. And then the cleanses, if you do them often, they can be very taxing on your body. They can really actually start to hurt you. Um, so you also want to be able to, if you are doing cleanses or if you are on this path of mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional cleansing, you can't do that alone. It's critical to have support because you can probably maybe work out on your own. I'm guessing you can make different food choices, but when you bring in the mental, spiritual, and emotional, we are creatures of need for community and support. No more separation, no more isolation. I know the pandemic caused a lot of that for people. And you can feel very alone on this path and feel like you're going crazy. So you deserve a guide, someone who can mirror back to you, help you see the blind spots of self-sabotage behaviors. You know, when you're lying to yourself, you're not being honest. Again, any regular normal cleanse also won't be helping you with that. It's it's more of the, about the, the food, the physical, those kinds of things. So just remembering food is our medicine and not yet oftentimes can be misused. The physical is not the only kind of cleansing that you deserve. I hope you find that these three myths and my shares were helpful. Keeping in mind that I have shed 30 pounds and kept it off. With the knowledge and wisdom that I've learned, I'm teaching a class tomorrow, a free class on spring cleansing for mind, body, and spirit. If you want to really, really cleanse this spring, if you really, really want to shift and have a transformation, I want to be here for you. I'll drop the article I wrote about this in the show notes. I'll also drop it in um, the, the sign up link for my um, class tomorrow in the show notes. In fact, I'll, I'll also put it quickly um, up on the screen so you guys can visualize it. Um, but it's simply springcleaningcleanse.now.site. Tomorrow, March 30th at 4 p.m. Pacific time, I will be offering up this amazing class for you guys to have a conversation. I have a guest speaker um, talking about uh, spring foods. She's a Chinese medicine expert. And then I'll be talking about my uh, spring cleanse offering that starts off in April um, really excited about this. It's the first time I've ever offered this. Um, coming back from coaching 10,000 people, my own personal experience, what I've learned over the last two plus years in this journey of true weight loss, true cleansing um, that is now my lifestyle and now a part of my passion to help serve you in being and becoming your best self, being and having your best health. For if you don't have your health, what else is there, guys? I think we've learned that through these past few years. And as we head into the age of Aquarius, it's also a really, really important time. If you have ascension symptoms, I didn't even talk about that today, but that's massively happening for us. And something that is really, really important for you to be mindful of. Um, depression, mental health, anxiety, all of those are symptoms of something much, much bigger going on inside of you that's calling for your attention pharmaceuticals, pills, lotions, potions, all that kind of stuff. They're not going to get to the root cause. So 
My wish for you is amazing health. When you have amazing health, you can have amazing relationships. My wish for you is when you have amazing health, amazing relationships, you can have amazing wealth. Financial, but then just that abundant bliss of love, connectivity, connection. That's the, the true meaning of abundance for me now. Used to be money, not so much anymore. So I'll leave you with that thought is what is your true health look like? Are you finding it now? How are you creating it? And if you feel like you can't do it alone, come to my class tomorrow, sign up springcleaningcleanse.now.site. You don't need that home on the end of that there. 4 p.m. Pacific. And if you saw value in today's episode, please hit the share button. Sharing is caring. And until next time, guys, here's to your best health, your best wealth, and your best wisdom. Bye-bye for now.